um, uh, uh, the gram. Follow us on IG. Follow us on the gram at Instagram. Follow us there at TTLO Radio. Same thing, TTLO Radio. You can follow us there. Dot com. We're live everywhere on Facebook. About six channels, I believe. We're live on about five channels, rather, on Facebook. Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio. Uh, I'm not going to even get into all the other stuff because I just want to kind of get into this uh, real quick. Y'all do me a favor. Uh, I see a, a few of y'all have already popped on on the live stream from Facebook. Thank you so much. Uh, in case y'all didn't know, I do this twice a week. I do this, uh, and, and I do this live on radio. So we're live right now on Blog Talk Radio. That's where we've been forever uh, for the last eight years. Facebook is, a, is, is, is just the thing that we do because I know we have people who follow us on Facebook who don't listen necessarily on Blog Talk Radio. So I appreciate you all. Do me a favor, though. Go ahead and... Um, Go ahead and uh, 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 follow us, like us, whatever medium you're watching us on now. If you want to go to my page, Taking the Limits Off Media, Taking the Limits Off Media, whichever page you're following or watching us on right now, please, 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 please go ahead and like, 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 and share, like, and share. I see a handful of y'all on, the, on my personal page, a handful of y'all on the Ebenezer Church page. I don't care which page you're watching me on, whether it's YouTube, it don't matter. Uh, just go ahead and like or subscribe to those pages. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then for those of you, please hit the share button real quick. Just share, 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 because I want to talk about this thing uh, real quick. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, first of all, I'm a dude. So it's, it's not much I can say. I'm a dude. And last time I checked, it was two females, uh, three females, sorry, on the Supreme Court. Last time I checked, it was three females on Supreme Court. And if the decision was going to come somewhere, it should have came from the three of them. I'm going to leave it right there. It should have came from them because a guy should not have had a say. I know, I know y'all, for the, y'all, some of y'all might come for me different. I know I got a whole lot of preacher friends who probably going to come for me different. A lot of folks in my Christian society are uh, going to probably come for me different. I know y'all going to come for me different. But there are three women on the Supreme Court. If it was anybody that was going to make a decision, it should have just came from the three. They should have went in the room, hashed it out, and those three should have been allowed to vote, and that should have been it. I'm just going to say it just like that, and it is what it is. I don't care, I don't care if they're Republican, right wing, left wing, middle of the road. I don't matter. That should have been it. I'm going to say this, and I'm saying this as a guy, because you know what? Our choices end when we lay down unprotected. That's all I'm going to say. All right, cool. Let's talk about it. 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 So in case you did not know, in case you've been living under a rock, I didn't even hear it. I was on my way to an after, uh, 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 after last day at work party. <laughs> uh, big shout out to my school uh, and, and, and one of my um, work buddies, uh, Ms. Bosch, had an after work a uh, little thing in her backyard. I'm excited. I was glad to be there. It was good just to let your hair down. Y'all see, I let my hair down. Let my hair down and go over there and hang out uh, with the people and not have to be worried about what's going to come tomorrow. Uh, so thank you for that. But let's jump into this. On my way there, uh, I heard about the announcement. On my way there, I heard about the announcement. I was not, I did not know. I did not know. I knew it was coming, but I did not know. So I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to read this from the CNN, uh, from the CNN website, in case you did not know. Uh, Supreme Court today overturned Roe versus Wade, holding that there is no longer a federal constitutional right to abortion. There is no longer a federal constitutional right to abortion. The opinion is the most consequential Supreme Court decision in decades and will transform the landscape of women's reproductive uh, health in America. Going forward, as of today, Abortion rights will be determined by the state that you live in, unless Congress acts. Already, nearly half of the states have or will pass laws 
that ban abortion while others have enacted strict measures regulating the procedure. So here we go. Some people say this is what uh, Justice Samuel Alito said. He says Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. I'm just going to read y'all what he said. I'm reading from the different opinions. Uh, Samuel uh, Alito said Roe uh, was egregiously wrong from the start. He says its reasoning was exceptionally weak and the decision has had a damaging con- has had damaging consequences and far from bringing about a national settlement on the abortion issues. Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and depended oh and have deepened depended deepened division. I'm going to learn how to read tomorrow. Uh the vote was 5-4. You think it was going to be different? The vote was 5-4. Think about those two people that y'all boy Trump put in for this cause only. For this cause only, he put this in. But watch what I tell you. This ain't it. It's going to be the end of it. 5-4 in favor of overturning Roe. In a joint dissenting opinion, Justice Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan heavily criticized the majority, closing with sorrow for this court, but more for the many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental constitution protection. We dissent. All right. Now, that's the, that's the, that's the legal side of it. That's the legal side of it. I've had some conversations. I don't really talk about this a lot because I'm not. um, People have different feelings about it. And I don't talk about this because it's not. I I use my platform. uh, This is a Christian radio show. So I know as this being a Christian talk show, Christian radio show, I'm going to catch a lot of flat from those in my uh, immediate realm. I know I have friends. And when I say friends, I have friends and mentors who are who are pro-life, who have been. They told me that from the day I met them. I learned that from them and the time that I spent with them. And I'm not going to, um, uh, uh, I'm not going to um, fight them on their thoughts or their opinions. We have our opinions. That don't mean we still can't be who they are. They still are great people. I still love them. I care about them, all that. Let me say this. When they started talking about this a while back, when that, when that first leaked opinion came out, and we knew this was coming, I said what I said. This, is, this has always been my stance about it. I have never been a fan of abortion. I've never been a fan of abortion. Let me be very clear about that. But I don't have to be. Let me be clear about that. Let me say it again. For slow people that might be listening, or you rode the little short bus because y'all don't want you to lie and say I said what I said. That's why we don't delete nothing on this show. You can't manipulate my words. The show is not edited. We leave it just as it is. Let me say it again. I've never been a fan of abortion, but it ain't my call. He said for the third time, because somebody might be a little bit, they hearing they might have been turned down. Or let me say it for the people sitting in the balcony, wherever you might be. I've never been a fan but it's not my call. All right, we clear on that? All right, let's, let's, dig, let's dig into it. I have always, so I understood that for years, pro-life, uh, pro-choice. Pro-life, pro-choice. Pro-life, pro-choice. That's been an argument for all of my life. Pro-life, the, since, I, since I had understanding, that has been the argument. Either you're pro-life or you're pro-choice. And that's really black and white, but it ain't black and white. Because here's a couple things. I would love to gander. I would love to know how many of these people voting, how many people screaming have children who are voting pro-life. How many of y'all actually have kids? I ain't talking about you want to have kids. 
I ain't talking about you want to have kids and can't have kids. I'm talking about how many actually have children. Whether you physically had them, you adopted them, you found them, you 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 grew them in the backyard, whatever you did. How many of y'all have children? And I asked that question for this reason. We can talk about. I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm not, let, me, let me be clear. I'm not going to talk about the time of conception. I'm not going to talk about an embryo versus this. I, I'm not going to get into all that. Y'all y'all can say that for science. And we'll deal with it. When I get to heaven, if I'm wrong, let God correct me. I believe, I believe I'm going. When I get there, if I'm wrong, me and him will deal with that. So be it. This is where my line is drawn. This is where my line is drawn. Be very clear. I need y'all to share this because I want y'all, I want y'all, don't lie on me. I need y'all to share. Here's the phone number. 323-870-4375. Call the number. If you want to call in. Call in, that's the number. I'll let you say what you're going to say because you might have too much to type. But let me say this. If you're going to holler pro-life, I'm so curious to know these same people, some of my conservative friends, I have some, I have some very good conservative friends. When I say conservative, that means they're Republican. But they're cool. I'm good with them. If you're going to holler pro-life, when when that baby you when that when that 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 child or that embryo whatever you whatever you call it whenever it was conceived and 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 all of that when you went there when you when that mother had to go through and have that child once said child is here I need you to keep the Tanya do me a favor because I don't want no smoke and I don't want the church to get in no trouble or nobody else. To get in no trouble. I need to put this disclaimer up real quick because I don't want nobody coming from a church or my, or my leadership over here because this is, this, this is all me. This is all me. Let me be real clear and leave it up there for a while. Thank you. <laughs> this, is, this is real clear. I don't want no smoke. But I'm here for all the smoke. I don't want my church or my people here to catch no smoke. So let me be real clear. The opinions and beliefs and viewpoints expressed by me, I ain't even going to say the authors, by me, and my and, and me today, and on this site and on all the pages we're broadcasting on right now, they do not reflect the opinions or beliefs and viewpoints of Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church or its leadership. Y'all see it, y'all read it, take a picture, snapshot, screenshot, do what you need to do, sign it, I'll sign it for you. Okay, let's move on, let's talk about it. Let me say this, when that child becomes a living, breathing eating, spending, pamper changing, what's the never? I need you all to keep the same energy. What are you saying, Dana? What I'm saying is this. When the baby gets here, don't say, are we not finna give people handouts? Don't say, we finna cut uh, 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 assistance. Don't say there is no child care. We're not going to keep giving out child care. Don't say we're not going to do this because that's what I hear a lot of. I really want to see the same energy. I want to see the same vitriol, the same vigor, all of the stuff you used to say that baby has the right to live. Then what kind of life does that baby have the right to? 
When that single mother decides to make that choice or have that baby, now y'all forcing them, right? So now that mother, who, who whatever the situation is, has that baby, and now said baby's at a certain age. Is there resources available? Because she might not have a grandmama. She might not have a TT. Daddy might not be around. Whatever the situation is, will there be resources available, or is it going to be called a handout? I ain't going to get no help. I know what I'm going to get if I ask certain people. I'm going to get some damn crickets. This right here. I know what I'm going to get. I'm sorry. Put this. You got to put the thing up? Put the thing up. It is what it is. I know how people feel about this. I know that there has been a fight in this country for 50 years, but I've seen, look, I work in the school system. Can I be real clear? I have met some parents that should have never been allowed to have children. I've said what i said. I said what I said, and I, 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 loved, I love the kids that I have to work with, but some, some of them, some of them, there are people who are in horrible situations, and I'm, and I'm grateful for getting the opportunity to, to, to meet and work with these children, but let, 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 look, and, and here's the other side of it, for my Christian brothers and sisters. The people I love, I know we love Jesus. We, we love God. We love the Holy Spirit. We love worship. We love praise and all that. I also believe in God's will. I also believe in God's will. What are you saying, preacher? Let me say what I'm saying. I believe that every child that God, for my folks that's, that's believers, I know I got some that ain't, I ain't talking to you right now, because I know who I'm getting my fight from. For I believe, and if you believe that God is in control, and that God's will is divine, and whatever God say, God says, I believe every child that's supposed to be here is here. Everyone that ain't, ain't. You ain't. This is me. This is me. This is me. This is me. I believe that, look, it's real talk. There is no child that's not here that God didn't want to be here. I'm going to say that again. If God wanted a child that was conceived to be here today, if we believe he's all-knowing, if we believe he's all-powerful, if we believe he's omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, all these things, then said child would be here. I said what I said. I didn't mean to hit that. I'm just going to say it again. Stop this foolishness. So look, the, the decision has been made. The decision has been made. The Supreme Court, the supposed highest court in the land, has made its decision. Now, if I could use a line from my good brother Samuel Jackson from the first Avengers movie, I realize you made a decision, but given that it's a stupid decision, it, I, I've chosen to ignore. That's the decision. But be careful, people, because if you think that's the end of this thing, see, 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 when, 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 these, when, these, when these mothers who don't have insurance are the same people who said, you better have the baby. The same people said, you got to have him. You, you better not dare do nothing else. You better bring that baby into this world. These same people that said, you better, are you going to vote 
a vote that allows that mother to go into any hospital she wants and get care for that new baby? Are you going to allow her to do that? Are you going to give her the resources that she needs because she might not have it? Or if she works a job, are you going to help her provide some care for that baby? Huh? Maybe not. I'm asking a question. I'm asking a question. It's real. This ain't about, see, see, see it talks about the law. And I saw one of my, and I put this post up on Facebook. Tanya asked, she said, who? She said, who? Who? She said, who pissed you off? I said, nobody. I'm just looking on my, on, my, on my timeline, and I'm watching some of these comments from people, not on my post, but just period on some of these posts. And some of these holier than thou, oh, I, it's a happy day for this, happy day for that. I want to see your vote when it comes time for some help. Tell me your stance when it comes time for some help, when that mom needs some assistance with some food. When that mom needs some assistance with some, some after-school care, with some daycare, with some prenatal care, I, I, I want to see the assistance. Because you do know there are some, country, there are some states in this country that they don't care. The, today, because this law was put into effect today, that tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock a.m., they don't care if you were raped by 15 people and you don't know who the baby daddy is, there's some states that say you got to have the baby. You don't believe me? Look it up for yourself. You don't believe me? Look it up for yourself. They don't care if you were snatched into a basement and 17 dudes raped you. Some states say you still got to have the baby now. I'm not lying about it. I'm not lying about it. Oh, but we're, 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 see, and, 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 and this is why I said what I said a few months ago. Y'all ain't really pro-life. Y'all are pro-birth. Yep, I said it. I said it. Nobody else said it. Y'all ain't pro-life, you're pro-birth. Oh, we want you to birth that baby, but the hell with the baby when it get here. Yeah, that's what I said. That's literally what y'all say. Have the baby, but the hell with it when it get here. Poof, pow, we don't know you <laughs> once the baby get here. You better have it, but once it get here, then pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You're pro-birth. You ain't pro-life. You ain't pro-life because what kind of life is it? What kind of life is it? Because if you want to throw up, well, the Bible says thou shalt not kill, what about the poor people? Mm. What does the Bible say about helping your, your, your fellow man? What does the Bible say about love ye one another? Don't give me one Bible verse and skip the other ones. Read the whole damn book. I said what I said. I'm sorry, but that's the way I'm, that's how I feel about it. We probably shouldn't have did no show today. <laughs> told you to take me home. <laughs> I told you to take me home. Don't let me come on this air. But I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Because we don't see, cause, cause see we, don't, we don't care about the poor people. We don't care about folk. There's folk living in shelters and everything. Again, I'm not saying that them people, some people decided they made that choice. At the end of the day, now, let me say this to all of the men folk. That's pro-life or pro-birth, whichever one you follow. Y'all need to shut what they call the hell up. 
just shut what they call the hell up. It's not your call, sir. It's not your call. Because quiet as it's kept, let me be, can I, can I say what I'm going to say? Can I say what I'm going to say? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it anyway. Because y'all read the thing, and if you didn't read it, it is what it is. But let me say what I'm going to say. Y'all, some of y'all that's, that's, that's voting, <laughs> some of y'all preachers, some of y'all politicians that's voting for, woohoo, pro-life, pro-life. Let me ask this question. How many abortions have you paid for? I mean, for real. You hollering, oh, yeah, oh, proportion is this and that, that. How many have you paid for? I wish it was a way to find out because, you know, you can go there, you can pay cash or whatever it's going to be, and ain't nobody got to know whatever. I just wish there was a real record. I wish there was a record. How many have you paid for? You vote no, but how many have you paid for or sanctioned? Huh? I don't hear nothing. I hear crickets. How many? Let, I'm, I'm going to say this to my brothers out here, and I said this, and I, I'm, I'm going to speak to my brothers. I'm going to speak to folk that look like me right here, people that look like me. I can't worry. I'm, I'm, I got to worry about my folk. I got to. I got to. I got to. I got to speak to people that look like me. Brothers, brothers, brothers. You can holler all day, man, I wish she would do this, or she should have did this, or she just had that baby this way, or this or that. Bro, look here. Bro, look here. I said this. I've been saying this for the longest. When you lay down with a woman and decide to have relations, <laughs> and you decide to have relations, and that woman ends up pregnant as a result of your relations, and you decided to lay down without the proper protection. You gave up your choice when you laid down that way. Don't tell me about something broke or she said she was on. Because look here, I don't care what she said. I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> be honest with you. Can I just talk? I talk. That's what I do. Can I just talk? I don't care what she said. Handle your business, sir. <laughs> Strap up. I'm going to say it. I'm gonna know, I know that ain't what the people want to hear, especially church folk. Strap up. Tell, look here. If you go down, if, if you do what you do, and you ain't strapped up, you lost your choice. It ain't your choice. It's all about her. It's her choice. You lost your choice when you laid your goof down there and didn't, and, and didn't strap up. I'm trying, baby. I'm trying not to say stuff. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. You should have just took me home. <laughs> Huh? It don't matter who caught it. You still could have said, just go home. You could have said that. I would have went. Huh? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm serious, though. It, 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 it boggles my mind how men folks are some of the main screamers on this issue. Right. Y'all pro-life. You hollering pro-life over here. Thank you, Veronica Clay. You're, you're hollering pro-life over here, but over here, well, we, 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 well, you know, any law that restricts somebody from buying a gun, uh, that's our Second Amendment right, and, and we ought to be allowed to buy guns as many as we want, but you pro-life. 
and we're not going to go after the gun manufacturers. We're not going to go after the train, uh, 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 the railroads who just conveniently stop in certain neighborhoods and, and drop off. So, you know what I found the other day? And please don't let me get off the subject. But the other day, Tanya, I was leaving school, and I think I was coming here, and I was getting ready to get on the expressway right there by Sacramento and whatever that is over there. And there were two uh, is it Mead, M-E-A-D-E, or one of them, them trailer trucks just sitting on the side of the road on Harrison by the expressway, two of them, orange, two big tractor trailer trucks ain't with no engine attached or nothing, just sitting on the side of the road. And you know my first thought was, why are these trucks sitting here and what's in them? Now, I don't know what was in the truck, but what I've been told what I have learned and what I now believe is y'all allow guns to come into these cities all just any kind of way. You want me to have the baby. You want her to have the baby, but then the baby go to school and get shot up. I don't hear nobody. Because that was a kindergarten, first and second grade class that got shot up. You, you, you want to have the baby but then send them to a school and get shot up because you can't control the damn guns. I, 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 I said, well, you might, this might not be the show for you today. This might not be the show for you. I'm sorry. You, this might not be the one. You might want to just log off or go get you something else to turn to the, turn to the We Love You Radio Network. <laughs> turn to the Everything Is Going to Be All Right Network. Turn to your boy, uh, oh, this ain't Joel Osteen. I'm sorry. This ain't that. Don't just love everybody and everybody's going to love you and that's all it is. Turn to them. Thank you. Put the thing up there. You see that right there? That, that's it. Read it for yourself. I read it once. I said I was going to record this. But real talk. Real talk. How long, how long are we going to sit here and, 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 and play this game? Now, don't get me wrong. Let me be clear about this, ladies. Now, I might get in trouble here. But here we go again. I know that there are some, some women, not a lot, but there are some who were using abortion as birth control. Let's be, let, 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 if we're going to talk family, we're family, right? If we're going to talk, let's talk for real. There's some women, a few, probably not a lot if you look at the, at the, at the whole scale, but there are some women who are treating abortion like birth control. Oh, I just go to the doctor. I just go to the doctor. That's a problem. That, that ain't nothing right about that in the world. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing right about that in the world. But you cannot take that as your argument for cutting the whole process out. Yeah, there's the women who had who've had way too many. Four, five, six, seven. Yeah, just just it's it's like a checkup. They just doing too many. How the ever come for my sister that's been abused by the uncle. Oh God, let me help. Let me can I can I talk for real? For the sister who who the deacon at the church got pregnant. Oh, I ain't gonna hear nobody. Or the sister that the pastor at the church, or the or the music minister got pregnant, or the drummer or the guitar player, or her daddy got pregnant. You saying now she can't go get an abortion. Now she got to have a baby that she never wanted in the first place. Mm, I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying. This ain't going to help nobody. We don't want to talk about that, bro, bro, my bro. We don't, we don't, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about the, the, the amount of abuse and, 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 and sexual abuse that has happened. 
where, 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 where children have gotten pregnant at 13, 14, and 15 by some evil, ignorant bastard who took advantage of them. I said what I said. Who took advantage of them, and now they're pregnant. But now we done passed a law that says, I don't care if the deacon of the church raped you. You're going to have the baby. That's what y'all saying now because it's the law. Bruh, 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 Andre, I know they don't want to hear. They might block all of my program. I might get blocked tonight, cut off, canceled. It is what it is. But guess what? It's my show. <laughs> it's my show. I pay the bill here. I don't even care. <laughs> huh? I am going to break. I need one. Because <laughs> it is what it is. This is, this is the foolishness. There are children being molested and abused every doggone day, being raped and done stuff to and end up pregnant and, 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 and decide, oh, my God, I don't want to have this baby. But now we're saying, oh, you're going to have it. You're going to have it. You're going to have your, your son slash little brother. Or you're going to have your son slash cousin. Or the pastor's baby. Or the deacon's baby. Huh? Y'all know I ain't lying about it. Y'all know I ain't lying about it. But it's but but you know, hey, but it's it's but but you know it's it's pro it's pro life and pro life and and and, and um it, 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 it every every child uh deserves whatever you're right, gonna be born into what? Because the daddy ain't finna claim him. The mama don't want him. So then he gets here and he ends up where? Because if they ain't adopted by a certain age, they stay in the system. And you want to know what kids in the system look like? I can, <laughs> oh, Lord. You want to know what them kids look like when they get past 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old? And you might say, well, they deserve to have a life. What kind of life do they have, though? What kind of life? What kind of life do they have? This ain't the kind of show I normally have on Friday. You know, normally we on Friday, we being here with, uh, but this ain't it. <laughs> Stop it, Brian. But this ain't, this ain't it. This ain't it. We got, we, and, 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 and see, this is why. Let me, let me help y'all out. Let me give y'all, let me give y'all a little bit of political science. Let me give you a little bit of political science real quick. This, this is this is one of the this is what I I, I was gonna post this earlier, but I was I was excited that it was the last day of school, so I didn't post it earlier. But I'm gonna say this. I said to y'all, I might change, I might put it up later on. Uh, this is what's this is what's so wrong with this country. This is what's so wrong with this country and I, and, and and the political foolishness that goes on in this country. And because of the foolishness on this country, everybody that's in between suffers. This is the this is literally what happens. In our in all political climates, every day in this country, whether it be on the local level, state level, or federal level, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I want to help babies. I want to help babies. I want to help the poor. I want to help the poor. Watch this. We believe over here on the left. We believe that the poor people should be helped, and we're going to do this by building, making this program, and we're going to put so much money into this over here. We believe the poor people should be helped, but since you had the idea first, 
we can't vote with you because then we going we can't vote with you because vote with you gonna mean I'm gonna lose my job. Oh, you ain't gonna vote with me? Then I ain't gonna vote with you with your good idea to help the other people. So now nothing gets done. That's the day in politics, period. Just that simple. Even though there are people on both sides that want stuff just to get done, but you got a bunch of folk who are keeping their office just so they can keep their office. Why? Because the money is real. And I'm talking about on both sides. I could give, I could give two rusty nickels. Pray for me because I almost there's something else. But I could give two rusty nickels about a Democrat or a Republican. Because ain't now one of them worth the stuff you wipe first thing in the morning when you get out to bed. I said what I said. Now one of them. You wipe it and you flush it. I said what I said. They ain't worth it. They ain't worth it. The stuff you throw out in your baby's pamper. Ain't now one of them worth it. I don't care. Elephant, jackass, it don't matter which one it is. I don't care. Now one of them worth it. This is the foolishness, and this is why nothing gets done in this country. And what's happening in the meantime, our babies are suffering. This is, this is the foolishness. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Now, they're trying to pass a gun law, right? They're, they're, they're about to pass supposedly the most comprehensive gun law in 40 years. They're trying to pass a gun law. And inside this gun law, I think it's about $20 billion, whatever it is. But in this gun law, there's finally going to be money for schools to have better security in this new gun bill and this gun bill they're trying to pass there's some money that's in this bill for schools to have better security meaning it's gonna help you fix your doors your windows uh get you some cameras security systems and some money to probably hire better security staff that's all in this new bill that's what they're trying to pass for guns listen to me real quick this is not a political show. It's normally not. I'm sorry. It is what it is. You tuned in. It is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm going to get to this article if, 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 if that's what it is. But I want to say this real quick. So that's in the bill. To get this money, put the number up. Somebody might want to say something to me. They don't want to put it in the chat. 323-870-4375. That's the calling number. 323-870-4375. If you call in, push one so we'll know you're trying to say something to me. All right. They're going to put some money in the bill. So that the schools can be better secured. Can I just ask a question? Because, you know, I'm really not that smart. Tell you, I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. You know, I'm not that smart. I'm not, I'm not really, can I steal a Polaris term? I'm not really a critical thinker. <laughs> because, see, the way my brain works, why do, how many schools have been shot up? Why is it that it takes catastrophe? After catastrophe, 331 area code, I don't know what that is. Why does it take catastrophe after catastrophe to say our schools need better security? We can send how many billions to Ukraine? And I, I know they need some help. But we can send how many billions to Ukraine? But we got to vote. And look, nobody asked me for my opinion. On how much money to send Ukraine? Somebody asked me. My, my congressperson, my senator, my representative, everybody called me and say, hey, how you feel about us sending some money to Ukraine? But y'all got to have a whole meeting to make sure my school is safe? Just help me understand. I might be a little slow. I did ride a school bus for one year. 
It wasn't short and yellow, but I did ride it. But I was the bus captain. But I'm just saying, I, <laughs> I was the captain of the bus. I got to tell people to sit down. Yeah. I'm three. So, yeah, <laughs> help me, help me, help me. Why do I have to wait for y'all to figure out that schools need better security? Grocery stores have it. The mall got it. Everywhere we go, high-end stores have it. Low-end stores have it. Candy stores have better security than, than schools right now. Candy stores. But you're trying to tell me that y'all got to have a doggone meeting to discuss how much money we're going to set aside in the gun bill to make sure that schools have better security. Again, this is the stupidity of politics. This is why I could never be in public office. Because Tanya already know, I would, if, by, if, if by some means God allowed me to become somebody's whatever. I'm getting fired or voted out or excommunicated the minute they put me in. Because I'm calling everybody to the carpet. <laughs> At the first committee meeting, everybody going to get called out. Because I'm be like, sir, you've been here for four. I mean, can, can we talk? I saw a sign the other day. And I know this probably time me be saying this, but, you know, tired. You should have let me went home. You should have said, baby, let's just go get the truck. And they just said, just go home because we had love. We went to the place and we was hanging out. And now we need to go. But we should have just went home. Watch this. I saw a sign today for Danny Davis. Danny K. Davis. Now, I've met Danny, uh, Danny K. Davis. I have had lunch with Danny K. Davis. Somewhere my mama got a Danny Davis oratory award from when I was in school, somewhere around the house. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I've been in the room with him. I've sat with him. We've talked uh, a couple times. I've, I've, I've pushed, I've walked with him uh, and done, uh, 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 um, uh, I've been to political events with him and rallies and, and, and went and got votes for him. I've done all of those wonderful things. Davis was born September 6, 1941. September 6, 1941. September 6. He is about to be 82 years old. Now, look, this ain't about ageism. So you don't hit me with that. Skip me. Log off. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Ron, Ron, Ronnie, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Watch this. He's going to be a good 82. Let me be clear. He's intelligent. All of that. But what does he have in common with somebody that's 30, 35? 25, 18 in voting, nothing. He has been in office for over 50 years. I have known Danny Davis to have a title in some political office my entire 52 years of life. When I became of time of age to know what politics was, this man has been in office, whether it was alderman in my mama's neighborhood or now in Congress. He was elected to Congress in 1996. 
2006, 10 years. 2016, 20 years. 26 years. He has represented a part of the city of Chicago. And I'm not picking on him, but he was the first one I thought about his sign when I saw it on my way here. And I'm not saying he probably has not done some good work. But dang, is there anybody, is it anybody available? Huh? <laughs> go ahead and say it for the people in the back and get your microphone. Because you already know how this is going to go. Go ahead and say it because you just want to go there. Go ahead. I say you available. I'm not. <laughs> I'm available. You. Yeah. How long you? But okay, I'm available. How long do you think I'm gonna be there? Oh, you gonna serve? How many? Uh, the, the one term, two years. Yeah. And then yeah. what? There are bigger things for you to come. <laughs> I promise you. You think so? Yes. Okay. So you said I should run for run for office. You should try it. I should try it. Yes. I should go try to. Well, what's my man over there in my? Uh, where am I registered to vote at? Let me help you, Jesus. Westside. I'm still over there. That's where my address is listed at. Okay. So I should run for alderman over there. Yes, sir. And good old Jason Irvin. I don't do nothing. Jason Irvin's ward. Wow. But anyway, I said yes. what I said. I said <laughs> what I said. He don't do nothing. He don't I, do nothing. There might be some you. Jason Irvin people on well, here. You know what? Bobby Rush them. is the man that can get the Bobby Rush. Need to right. He's sitting down finally. Go ahead. I really do think you should try. <sighs> You're trying to get me. You, you sound like the great send-off. No, it's not a send-off mission. I'm not. I'm not. You gonna have my bail money? Huh? You gonna have my bail money? Really? You need. I, I need to have bail money. You said. You ever watch those those uh 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 political uh um um what those political videos that they have in like China and them other countries where they be doing drop kicks off the top of the table when somebody oh. says something they don't like? Okay. That's me. You you should at least try. I'm I'm gonna try to have an effect on on the level where I'm at right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do it at the educational level. So when are you gonna start? As soon as I'm given the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, how smooth that was. That was smooth. I know, baby. I'm smooth, man. I'm cool with it now. Smooth, slow, Mac, slow, 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 Mac. <laughs> I'm three. So yeah, it's a <laughs> look look seriously. It's time for us. To stop allowing, and, I, and y'all can say this all day long, but yes, it, whether it be me, you, anybody, we can see it doesn't take a lot of qualifications to hold the office. Y'all had Donald Trump as y'all president for four years. That lets you know a lot. Y'all had Donald Trump for four years as president. Anybody can win office in this country. Anybody can. How about somebody who actually has a, a, a sense of what's actually needed? Y'all got to have a whole meeting to tell me that schools need more security because what? Another school got shot up? Another church got shot up? Where the money at for churches to get better security? Where's the money at for churches to get better security if we're going to do it for school? Because church is getting shot up too. My school ain't got now video cameras. I'm going to say what I said. Not now. Not a nan. Don't nobody say not a nan like you say not a nan. My school got not a not a one. Huh? You say two things. Do they record? We don't know. And they ain't even come. <laughs> huh? Video cameras are not expensive anymore. 
Security cameras are not expensive. You can put a camera in every school. If we can send how many billions of dollars in Ukraine? We can send how many billions to Ukraine? Let me ask this question real quick. Let me see. Uh, I'm doing it right now. I just ain't ask. I'm looking at this right now. 300. <laughs> 54 billion dollars. $54 billion. Billion. Y'all need to say it like my man from uh, uh, Austin Powers. Igor, billion dollars. $54 billion has been sent to Ukraine. 54 billion has been sent to Ukraine. Watch this. Watch this. But what they're talking about for this new bill is 20. We we can send 54 overseas. Don't get me wrong. I know they're going through. We can send 54 billion overseas. But the whole gun laws and everything else only got 20 billion attached. Norma says 55. Okay. Sorry I, sorry I missed the bill. 55 billion. We can send 55 billion overseas, but we ain't got money to make sure our schools and churches have better security. Because, see, Walmart and them got good security. They got cameras everywhere. They can hire private security. They can hire real security. Target and them got good security. These high-end stores that's getting robbed, that's selling $4,000. If you can sell a $4,000 purse, you can pay for security. And I'm, I'm just saying, if you if you could, oh he sent a billion yesterday. My bad, fifty five billion. There you go. So we could just randomly send. Oh here's a billion. Here's a billion. Metal detectors, cameras, extra security guards. You telling me a billion can't do that? Huh? How much money did we give away during this during the pandemic to try to just you know to keep people moving? How many billions was spent? I'm sorry, trillions was spent. One point what? Six trillion in this package? One point eight trillion in that package? But no. Oh wait, but we're pro-life though. <laughs> have that baby, or you better have that baby. We don't care what happens to him afterwards, but you better have that baby. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm. Um, I am, I am, I am. Uh, again, it is up to you, me, and the rest of the people here with common damn sense to decide that we are no longer going to allow these um, handful of people in the Supreme Court to pass laws that you, I, and the majority of people no longer, no longer agree with. 
no longer agree with. What's up, Brother Tori? How are you? You can say what you want. If y'all, for my, for my, for my, my super holy Christian saints, watch this. That's between that woman and whatever God she believes in. The rest of us shut the hell up. Real talk. Y'all ain't got to, you ain't got to ever follow me or like me. You ain't never got to come hear me preach. That's on y'all. That, that decision, that choice, whatever it is, is in between that woman and her God. That's just that simple for me. And y'all can try to tell me whatever, whatever. That's that simple for me. It's that, it is really that simple for me. Her choice, her body, her choice, her God between him and her. Because when I get when when when, when judgment day comes and my time comes, he ain't finna ask me about that. He don't wanna know what I did. He gonna know how I treated people. He gonna know what my stance was. He gonna what I want. He gonna know what I did for people and what I did to people and why I did what I did. He's not gonna ask me about that. And watch this. If I'm wrong, I'm good with that. If I'm wrong, hello Delphine Alexander. If I'm wrong, I'm good with that. If I'm wrong, I'm good with that. We spend a lot of time trying to dictate this and dictate that. But I, again, I'll go with what I said at the beginning of this. I need that same energy. That same energy. We're yelling and we're praising, we're praising and we're clapping. We're jumping in the streets. We're popping bottles. We're popping bottles because Roe versus Wade has been overturned. We're popping bottles. We're throwing celebrations. Oh, they're they, they, they doing backflips somewhere. I need that same energy. When that little child, that little black child, that little white child, that little Hispanic child, that little whatever nationality child, that little Down syndrome child, that little multiple sclerosis child, that little cerebral palsy child, whatever that situation is, I need that same energy. I need that same energy. That same energy. Yeah, march, march for that baby. That baby you fought to get here. That baby you fought to get here. I need that same vitriol. I need you standing outside of Congress. I need you standing outside of the Supreme Court of the United States saying we need some rights for that three-year-old baby that we was down here fighting for in 2022. It's now 2025, and that baby is three, and he's hungry, and y'all cut all the assistance in his or her state. So I need y'all to pass a law that's going to make sure that that mama who was forced to have that baby can get her some food and some daycare so she can go to work. I need that same energy. I need the same energy. The same energy. Because otherwise you're full of it. You're just full of it. Help me, help me. <laughs> uh, what's my, this coming Monday? We might not. You think, <laughs> you think the FCC going to come after me or something? Okay. This show is not FCC regulated, though. I do remember that, though. We, we not, I don't have to listen to the FCC. 
I I heard Mike block this show. <laughs> you think I heard gonna kick me? I heard might kick me off. I heard might block this one. They might they might block this show. It's okay though. It's okay. I'm not gonna even be mad. I don't. I don't. I don't it is what it is. Bro, Tori said, "What you find out about?" I'm just talking, man. I'm just talking about this this Roe v. Wade situation and all that, and 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 so and so much. That too. That too. Just talking about this and and some other stuff that this country does, and and when people just sit idly by, please, I do, I do need. Some, I'm a little parched. I need, and I definitely need some water to get my hydration right. <laughs> need a little. Oh, that that's gone. <laughs> that's out of there. Uh, but yeah, y'all, it's it's y'all y'all. I mean, you know what? Let's 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 do this. I'm not gonna uh, belabor the point. It's it's been y'all got it, and and again. Uh, I want to give people a space and a time to give me your comments or whatever. Again, the phone number, if you want to call in before I move on from this, is 323-870. I want to hear your thoughts. And and watch this. Maybe you completely disagree with me and you just sitting here watching or listening and and you don't want to say nothing. You have to say your name. You ain't got to say who you are. If you want to call in, and and, and I ain't going to say check me because that ain't going to ever work. But if you want to call in and, and, and say whatever, whether you agree, disagree, kind of agree, not agree, in the middle, you don't really know, 323-870-4375. That is the call-in number, 323-870-4375 is the call-in number. Push one once you, once you call the number and the, little, and the little English lady start talking, the little lady from England, when she start talking, just push one and that'll, that'll let us know that you actually want to come on the air. And then you'll be on the air right here live right now. We ain't got to wait. Because you might not want to make your comment in the comment section because you don't want people to know what your real thought process is. Or maybe, or maybe you, you, know, you, you secretly agree with what I'm saying, but you can't type it because your name might be a little big and you don't want people to know that you agree with me. And I get that too. I understand. It's kinda, it's, sometimes it's hard to agree with me <laughs> and go back to your people. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I'm just saying, what you say? I ain't. Yeah, it's, it's so I, I get it. It ain't always popular to agree with me. It might get you in trouble. It might get you in trouble uh, agreeing with me. You just, you just changed the time. Oh, that was you. I'm like, why did the time just change in front of my face? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, 323-870-4375. Push one. 323-870-4375. That's the calling number. Um, bro, Tori says, oh, Lord. <laughs> Let me read. I'm going to read what Brother R.A. Torrey said. I, I love Brother Torrey. Brother Torrey says, white folk going to do what they want. Like Michael Jackson said, they don't really care about us. You're going to say it, say it right. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. <laughs> Kick me. Oh, sorry. I can't say that. They made him change his words to the song. <laughs> Woo. Lord knows I needed this water. Thank you for these God. These are God's tears. This is some good water right here. The Lord cried these out Himself. I'm finna say, I'm, okay, Jesus. I didn't know. What to do. <laughs> like, hold on now. Push the button. Delphine Alexander said, "I have no shame in what I say. Uh, I believe it." Uh, Andre said that. Norman says that song is the honest to God truth. I know, right? And it was before his time. 
is still relevant today. All right, I know. Look, I'm gonna watch this. Watch this. Watch time. Look at the numbers real quick because we're gonna change the subject. So watch and see how many people drop off. So I can talk about them later. Uh, <laughs> y'all know I'm. Y'all know I can't be in the petty. I tried to go, my, you know, Tanya went to Petty Rehab, so I didn't really go to Petty Rehab, but she been trying to teach me what she learned from Petty Rehab, and I really ain't been catching it, so. <laughs> Plus, I ain't really trying to get fixed, so <laughs> I don't believe I have a problem, so I don't think I need to go to Petty Rehab. <laughs> let, me, let me say it like a crackhead would say it. I don't need no help. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Oh, God. All right. Um, We're going to take a break. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, when we come back, when we come back, uh, we're going to jump into, uh, was there something else that was going on? Huh? Was there something else that was going on that I was going to talk about before I get to this article? Did I talk about my last day of school? I should. But if I talk about my last day of school, I'm going to have to go back to yesterday, which was not a good day. I feel like I should, though. Are you sure? <laughs> is, that the, is that the producer in you or the, or, the, or the better half in you? Which one is it? You sure? Because the producer would say that's probably a good conversation you need to have. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, see? That's the other half then that's talking. I hear you. I hear you. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. Look, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna jump into our conversation for the other conversation for the night. Uh we'll be back in about uh give us about two minutes of some change. Be right back, y'all. Two T's, one L, one O, C T L O Radio, y'all. Be right back.
Hey, 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 y'all. We are back. We are back. It is taking the limits off radio. I should stop bopping to that. It's taking the limits off radio. Like, why is the music still playing? But it's taking the limits off radio, and we are back, back, back. We had a great uh, – thank you all so much for tuning, for chipping in or uh, chiming in. Chipping in. Uh, chiming in with you all's comments in the chat box. Uh, again, uh, it is I, y'all know me. Sometimes I could I can I can be over the top. I'm never going to apologize for being over the top. Uh, I've learned that um, uh, it's I I I'd rather be me and go out being me than miss out trying to be somebody else. That will help somebody that's listening right now. I'm a, I'm I'm on I'm going to go out. I'm going to leave this this place um, being who I am versus me leaving this place trying to be somebody else. So I'm going to always speak my truth, um, and, 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 no, and nor do I expect everyone to agree with me. And I'm not going to dislike you. I'm not going to fight you. But I am going to speak uh, my truth, and I know that. I'm not, I got friends, and here's the deal about me. See, I am the type of person who can have, I can have and be associated with people from all uh, walks of life. I have friends who are, of course, Christians. I have friends who are, uh, have different beliefs in religion. I have friends who have no belief in religion or can do nothing with it or without it. They can care less. I have friends who are uh, atheists, co-workers who are Christians, co-workers who are not, uh, who don't believe in Jack, and that's okay too, right? I'm good with that. That's their choice. That's their choice. That's the, that, that's the beauty of of this creation that I believe that God made is that we have the freedom to make whatever choice we believe, whatever we, we have the freedom to choose to believe whatever we want. And I'm not going to get mad at you because you don't believe what I want you to believe. But let me say this clear. Don't get mad at me when I choose not to agree with you. Don't call me a hater. Don't say I'm spewing hate because I choose not to agree with you. It's easy for you to say, oh, don't come in here with what you're saying, and don't be trying to turn people around to this and that. But don't you do it in the other direction either. Don't get me started on that. But I'm saying what I'm saying. Stop it. Stop it. Let me say this, too, before I go on. Um, uh, prayers and um, um um, definitely go up encouragement for the Miller family. They laid uh, to rest uh, one of my uh, longtime, I'm, I'm not going to call him a mentor, one of my guides, I'll put him that way. Uh, pastor Tab Miller uh, was the pastor of Meredith at Kingdom Ministry Baptist Church. He was laid to rest today. I was not able to attend, <clears throat> excuse me, his services today because uh, today was my last day of school. Yes, believe it or not, I was one of the few people that was still inside an educational facility on Friday, June 22nd. Yeah, Friday, June 22nd, I was still in school. No, Friday, June 24th, Jesus, I was still in school uh, in 2022. So that, yes, yeah, so I was there up until the last minute uh, today and then had to come here and, and, and be a part of another service for a, a, a member of the church here that I attend, Ebony's Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, so prayers up for both the Miller family and uh, Ethel. What was Ethel's last name? I forgot. Just that quick. Huh? Ethel. Is it Freeman? Yeah, Ethel Freeman. Thank you. Uh, and the Freeman family as well. Uh, and Brother Tory, he says, I choose Jesus. 
life and blessings. And guess what? Me too, brother. Me too. And I ain't going to hate somebody to choose something different. I'm going to live in my truth. I'm going to walk in my truth. And you walk in yours. And, we, and, and, and look, we'll all learn something at the end. We're going to all find out at the end. We're going to all find out at the end. We're going to all find out at the end. Let's jump to this. Let's jump into it. Today we're going to have this conversation in this last 20, in this last 35 minutes. This last 35 minutes. Praise him. This last 35 minutes. We're going to jump into our conversation for tonight. Uh, let me just do a quick check on something right there. Three, two, six, four, five. Mm-hmm. I knew it, but it's all good. Uh, we're going to jump into this conversation uh, real quick. Ten defining marks of a next generation worship leader. Ten defining marks of the next generation worship leaders. That's our main topic of conversation for tonight. Uh, I want to jump into it. The writer uh, of this article, uh, where to go, is uh, Dan Wilt. We've used him before. Uh, the writer of the article is Dan Wilt. His, uh, who he is is this guy right here. Dan Wilt is a minister. He's an artist, an author, musician, educator, songwriter, communicator, and spiritual life writer with 20-plus years in the Vineyard family of churches. He serves in various ways to further a new creation-centered vision of the Christian life through media. So he's been writing for uh, – <laughs> But so that's one hell of a way at the end. I know that's right. I know that's right. It is what it is. Hey, hey. Uh, so the writer says this. He says, at the age of 10, I had the privilege of serving as an acolyte. Interesting word. As an acolyte. Okay. I had the age of serving as an acolyte in the cherubic little boy or girl that lights the um, – uh, as the acolyte in the family, small United Methodist Church. The acolyte, the acolyte is a uh, 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 cherubic little boy or girl that lights the candles on the altar with a long arched golden pole, symbolically declaring at the appointed time that gathered worship has now begun. I didn't know it at the time, but I was a next generation worship leader. Interesting. The vocation of worship leadership, let's talk about it. As a worship leader over 30 years, that sense of vocation has never left me, the writer says. People gather in homes, churches, and pubs saying, where, when can I go, where and when can I go and meet with God? The worship leader of every age says, what about here and what about now? Uh, And lights and candles of music, visual art, design, architecture, sacramental actions, and other languages of worship for the gathered community of faith. Through these acts of worship, leadership in local faith groups, a number of vital formational dynamics can occur in the Christian life. Let's jump into it. The biblical story, here's what happens in in, in the midst of worship. The biblical story is remembered and reclaimed. The biblical story is remembered and reclaimed. Personal and corporate devotion are renewed. Relational accountabilities are established. Shared resources are gathered. Fresh visions of faith are taught. Missional communities are galvanized in worldview and action. And transcendent encounters with God are given a weekly arena in which to occur. Unique and diverse vantage point on the worship trajectories over the past 30 years. I've been involved as a pastor and worship leader in the local church, worked at creating training resources of various record labels in the worship industry, taught in Christian college, the faith-based university world, spoken about worship on the radio, written songs, made CDs, 
and engaged in gathered worship experience in many denominations as far as a worshiper. As far as contemporary worship expressions go, you might say, I've seen it all at least to some degree. The writer goes on to say, from these vantage points, I've watched the gifts and fads of gathered worship come and go, and worship leaders bob up and down on the waves of a fickle consumer market. My years of work in all the above roles has exposed me to both the glory and the glory stories of the Christian worship subculture over the past decades. Once I was the next generation, now I see next-gen worship leaders everywhere. Through it all, I am more committed than ever to celebrating and reinforcing the vocation of the next-generation worship leader in the ever-emerging world. So here we go. Next-generation worship leaders are being compelled to grow. He says, I see like many that, uh, that a page is now turning and the gifts given to the 20th century church, particularly in music and the gathered worship experience, are compelling us to mature with them like teenagers bubbling into young adulthood. The worship leader of yesterday could get away with some fast, loose approaches to theological and missional thinking. The worship leader of today simply must think through and live out their views on worship in a way that is under more scrutiny. Come on now, a good word in this case. The expectations for passionate leadership, creative innovation, theological reflection, and missional engagement are simply much higher today than they were even 10 years ago. The worship leader of today is being shaped by God to be part artist, part pastor, part theologian, part cultural visionary, part historian, part storyteller, and part technical wizard. All true. It's clear, it's very clear, church, that a new kind of worship leader must rise to challenge the navigating, uh, and the rise to the challenge, rather, of navigating uh, the gathered worship needs of the 21st century worshiper and the 21st century human being. In fact, it's clear to me that a new kind of worship leader is already showing up across the world, prepared by God to be present to this multifaceted call. I call this next uh, worship leader a worship artisan, but that's for another article. So let's jump into it. Ten defining marks of the next generation worship leader. Y'all ready? Y'all still with me? Let's go. The following is a list of 10 ways next generation worship leaders will be set apart from those of the last 50 years. Here we go. Next generation worship leaders will, number one, number one, they will (laughs) artfully navigate, I'm sorry, artfully narrate human origins. They will artfully narrate human origins. Artfully narrate human origins. The writer says this, through the media of music, Visual art, literature, movement, and oratory, you will not. You cannot. There's a whole blanket over there. No. <laughs> I wish y'all would start. I wish I could start. You'll be glad it's not a remote camera. It's cold in the studio, y'all. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell it. It's cold in the studio. She decided. I wish this camera would turn around right now. She didn't decide it because it's cold in here. And she's trying to be sexy in this little tank top over here. That is cold. And she's going to grab my robe. <laughs> my robe is hanging on the door. Now, I wore that robe maybe once. Maybe once, I think. 
She's going to try to wrap up in my priestly garments. You feel better now? <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm so sorry. That was funny. You, you, you tried it, though. <laughs> but here we go. Through the media of music, visual art, literature, movement, and oratory, the next worship leader will understand that human beings have greatness in them. And that greatness has a part to play in healing and beautifying the world. They will enlist the energies of artful storytelling to help those gathered to worship understand the human role in the cosmic narrative of restoration. Artfully narrate, artfully narrate human origins. We have to be able to use our humanity in our worship. What do you mean by that? That means don't try to worship and paint a picture of something or someone that you are not. You can draw more people by being who you are in all of your weakness, in all of your uh, uh, whatever you might be going through. Because to stand up before the people of God and pretend to be something that you're not, you will be exposed immediately. Maybe not in, this, in the fashion when I say exposed. What I mean is you will be standing there all alone by yourself. Because you can't draw people to a God that you don't know. That's what I'm saying. So if you're going to do it, I'm saying don't get up there fake, phony, kicking it. Stand up there and talk about a God that you have relationship with. Sing about a God that you follow and you have a relationship with all the time. God bless you, Sammy Odio. Sammy says he's following us from Tanzania. Good Lord. Ah, we hot in Tanzania right now. Sammy, are you sharing us in Tanzania? I don't even know what that is. I just know it's over there. <laughs> Tanzania. I think it's in Africa. Tanzania is Africa, though, right? I believe it is. <clears throat> it's on the continent of Africa. That's wonderful, Sammy. God bless you, sir. Uh, number two. Here we go. This is what's so important about worship. Next generation worship leaders. Number two. You have to create a space for transcendent encounters. Create a space for transcendent encounters. What are you saying, preacher? The most effective worship leaders understand that a song is a place to which we go. It is a transcendent space in which a living encounter can occur. See, to be clear, it's a space where a, 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 trans- a living encounter can occur. Not will, but can. Popular worship music will continue to have its place as the shapes of the church worship shift, but it will now run alongside of instrumental music, liturgies, ancient and fresh, highly artistic music with more nuanced lyrics and many other even esoteric creative ways for a soul in process to engage with God. What does all that mean? It means that I have to make sure that what I'm presenting as worship gives space and place for God to show himself. What are you saying? Am I creating an atmosphere of worship, or am I just trying to get through a song? Am I creating a space and a place where God can manifest himself, where God can walk in and he can be glorified and the people be edified, or am I just singing songs? It's like this. To build a house, all you need is a foundation, 
four walls and a roof. It's a house. It's not a home until it becomes personal. I just let me help the people. It's not a home until it becomes personal, until you put your marks on it. It is not a space that you will call your home until you fix it in the way that it becomes a place that is welcoming to you. Same thing has to happen in our worship spaces. We have to make our worship spaces not a museum. I'm trying to help a few people. Lord help me. We're not trying to make our worship spaces a museum. We're trying to make our, we should be making our worship space a space where God can show up and want to sit in. And he can show up and say, here is a place where I'm about to do a few things. Here is a place where I'm going to show up and make something change, where I'm going to show up and make something happen. That's what happens when you create a space for transcendent encounter. That's what happens. That's what happens. Number three. Number three. Number three, number three, number three. Again, we're talking about 10 defining marks of next generation worship leaders. We don't time so far. Number three, we need to reinforce biblical worldview. <clears throat> Reinforce biblical worldview. The writer says this. He says, to be truly human, the whole counsel of the scriptures lays out a worldview in which the personality standing at the center of the cosmos interacts with the people created in his image. In response, these people are being transformed by the spirit's art of personal healing, a theme we have majored on in corporate worship and yet are also reflecting the revitalizing themes of justice, the hope of new life, and the inexhaustible resources of the new creation in today's world. It is worship as we know it, but now it's using whole brain. Watch this. You cannot worship God mindlessly. What are you saying, preacher? The time has been out for mindless worship. <laughs> the time is out for mindless worship. Mindless worship is they standing up, I'ma stand up. They waving their hands, I'ma wave, I'ma wave my hands. They say shout hallelujah, I'ma shout hallelujah. <clears throat> That's mindless worship mindful worship or worship that uses my whole brain. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Mindless worship is me just following along, me just following along and 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 doing whatever. Right? That's what that's what mindless worship is. Right? That's what that's what it is. When uh, so 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 when you when you don't when you don't uh uh when you don't recognize what you're doing or why you're doing it. Oh my God. When you don't recognize what you're doing or why you're doing it, this is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens. You, you, you find yourself just running around like a hamster on a hamster wheel. Huh? You, you, you find yourself running around like just, just, just going on in, 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 with, with no thought process But watch this But see when I use my mind In worship 
Watch me. Follow me. Follow me for a minute. When I use my mind in worship, what do you mean, preacher? Watch this. I'm about to use my mind. Watch me. Watch me. All of us can do this together. When I think, I can't think without a mind. You stay with me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, Holy Ghost, thank you, God, and all he's done for me, my soul. Yeah, see, right there. That, I use my mind. I use my mind. My, 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 my mind allows me. It takes me to a different space of worship because I'm thinking about who God is. I'm thinking about what he's done for me. I'm thinking about what he can do for me. So when I have those thoughts in my mind, come on now, watch this. When I have those thoughts in my mind, I worship differently. We have to learn how to worship God with mindfulness. When we when we when we when 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 we uh, uh, worship God with mindfulness, when we use our brains to worship, when we use our brains to worship, something different happens. Because I'm not only am I using just my physical body, I'm using my brain to, 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 to paint a picture. Oh, God, thank you. To paint a picture of this God that loves me despite. Then when I use my mind, watch this, to read about how he cared for folk who still messed up, how he even took care of some of the worst folk ever, but he still blessed them. He still used them. He still died for them. When I use my mind, y'all might say, well, what do you mean when you use my mind? It's, it's, it's simple. It's simple. It's simple. When, 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 Romans, <clears throat> when Romans 12 tells us uh, about do not be conformed to this world, but when it says, but be ye transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. Using your mind to worship. All right, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Number four, number four, I got, I got, I got less than 20 minutes, less than 20 minutes. Number four says, we're talking about 10 defining marks of next generation worship leaders. Number four says, welcome the Holy Spirit as God. Welcome the Holy Spirit as God. I might get some detractors right here. You have to welcome the Holy Spirit as God. The writer says this, next generation worship leaders understand that neither dry orthodoxy nor rampant emotionalism serve a well-thinking, spiritually formed, missional body of committed followers of Jesus Christ. They understand that without an ongoing encounter with the person of the Holy Spirit, who is God, and not some force of plasma as some who don't, who don't know how to describe him, the church will not be empowered to bring cultural restoration in a lasting way. They know that both a strong pneumatology and a fully functional vision of the Trinity are essential ingredients in a church Built for speed. I'm trying to help some folk. I'm trying to help a few people. I only want to help a few. Everybody won't be helped, but I'm trying to help a few. Y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get this. 
you have to you 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 have to understand that that a church has to have both. Now I know somebody gonna say, well, preacher, first of all, uh, uh, you just use that word that we don't know nothing about uh, 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 pneumatology. You know, we don't know what that is. You what, what you mean? Pneumat- <clears throat> don't get me wrong. It's just a big word. <clears throat> about to dive here. It's just a big word. Pneumatology is is it's uh, uh it's, it's like a branch of theology that's mostly concerned about the spirit, the the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit side of of who God is. That's all it is. It's the study. If you look at it from a historical point, it's the study of spirits. Uh, I'm sorry, study of like spiritual uh, uh, things or spiritual awareness of who God is. That's all pneumatology is. That's it. It ain't. It ain't. It's not a. It sound. It's it's, it's just an educated word. I just said educated. That's what it is. But we have to believe, We have to know and have and have a space that welcomes the Holy Spirit as God, not just as something that's making you dance, making you shout, making you speak in tongues. It's recognizing that this too is God. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. If we don't recognize that, that's a problem. Now, I know some might say, eh, it, ain't no, it ain't no trinity in the Bible, preacher. It, don't, it ain't in there. It ain't in there. And I know it's not. But there is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All three of them are in the Bible. Huh? All three of them are in the Bible. Jesus said these words, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Huh? All three. All three. All three of them in the Bible. Y'all done got quiet on me. I was hollering about the other stuff. I was getting some responses. Y'all done got quiet on me, but it's all right. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. Five. Number five. Here we go. You have to affirm. We're talking about, again, tender finding marks of next generation worship leaders. Number five. You have to affirm both creational and redemptive stories. Affirm both creational and redemptive stories. The writer says, the next idea will take more time to express, but for the next worship leaders, it is pivotal in shaping the way we think about the meaning of worship in today's church. There are two stories at work in the world today, and they come together as one in Jesus' retelling of the world. The creational story is a story shared by many human beings, both Christians and others. Love should win. We should not rape the planet. Creativity is a beautiful gift flowing uniquely from every person. The vulnerable should be protected. Wholeness is possible. Relationships are precious. Peace is closer to the way it ought to be than war. People have intrinsic dignity, and the sex slave trade is horribly, horribly wrong. Many Christians, taking a fresh hold of this creational story and seeing it as biblical, have realized just how similar a Christian is to other valued human beings embracing these same ideas. However, some have assumed the creational story is the same as the redemptive story. We have to be clear. Creational themes are a vital part of the Christian story, but lack context or direction without the redemptive story of our faith. It can't just deal with creation. Without a compelling rendering, come on now, of, 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 of the redemptive story, that is the good news, often articulated by worship liturgy and more. 
Christian faith becomes simply another way to humane and so to the humane to be humane rather and socially conscious. We lift our glass with everyone doing good and think we're close to finishing our work. However, our redemptive story gives a why to the human creational story. God created all things. We lost relationship by our will. Jesus incarnated God's outreach to us, taught us the ways of the Father, died a reconciling death on the cross, physically rose alive from the tomb of death, and empowers his church to incarnate his teaching as active narrators of the age to come in the word and action. In word and in action. Now, while the creation story being recovered in our fresh embrace of justice, social renewal, and call to create beauty. There is also a current backlash to the relatively weak ways the redemptive story has been told by Christians in the society of the 20th century. So here it is, y'all. Christians must never confuse doing good with God's redemptive story that is bringing all things to specific conclusion. Redemptive stories uh, give meaning to the creational ones. We have the world's most compelling redemptive story to tell that gives meaning to every human story. Gathered worship at its best narrates this full creational and redemptive story. Two stories become one in Christ. We sing and reenact truths from both sides of God's story in gathered worship. This is good. This is good. What's up, Sister Bulisa? I see you. I see you. I do. I know that, right? I like it, too. I like it. We, you cannot just go around talking about creation without talking about redemption. And then we can't play redemption off as if I just do good. Because he didn't die on the cross because we were going to do good. Because he died on the cross even for those that choose not to do good. Ah. My mind. It's not about that. It can never be. It can never be about. Uh, 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 well, well, well. You know, if if you just do good, everything will be all right. It's not about that. That has nothing to do with the redemptive story. But let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Eight fifty. We got ten minutes. Eight fifty. Number six. Number six says. Educate in eschatology and new creation. Educate in ex. I'm sorry, in eschatology and new creation. Uh, This is what the writer says. And before somebody uh, jumps on me, I already know you like, oh, here he go again, using these words. We don't know what you're talking about. It's strictly the theology that deals with death, judgment, and the final destination of your soul and of humankind. That's what eschatology is. So when you hear a, a, a word or preacher use the term eschatology. I know it sounds all whatever, whatever. It's strictly dealing with the teaching of what the Bible says about death and judgment and the final destination of our souls. That's what eschatology is. That's the simplest way I can put that for you. Got it? Let's go. The writer says this. Music, especially lyrics, educates like a stained glass window served the illiterate worshiper of another age or learning adverse populace needs music once again to open us to the basic theological concepts of new creation eschatology, the last things. A song can educate us about the Trinity and about God's plans to right the world with us at his side. Next generation worship leaders understand that we have a creative part to play in this oftentimes remedial education about the last thing. 
It is our job as worship leaders, as preachers and teachers to educate you about the last days. It's our job to educate you about eschatology or the last days. That's just it in a nutshell. Number seven, number seven, number seven. Here we go. Number seven, again, we're talking about 10 defining marks of next generation worship leaders. Number seven says, reclaim mission and the force of resurrection. <laughs> the Bible calls those words great swelling words of vanity. Oh, you mean eschatology? <laughs> eschatology and uh, pneumatology. <laughs> Great swelling words of vanity. What scripture is that? All right, Tori, help me out. I like that. I like that. Number seven says, uh, reclaim mission and the force of resurrection. The writer says this. He says, I was asked once by a 20-something friend while we were not out in the streets doing the more important work of caring for the poor instead of staying together in the room for an hour, uh, breaking the bread of the Eucharist and reading the scriptures aloud in worship. It was an honest question from a zealous, generous heart. My answer was immediate. My answer was immediate. Let me ask this. Here we go. He says, our co-mission with Christ must be remembered, reclaimed, and renewed in our hearts and minds with regularity and consistency. We forget who God is and who we are yearly, monthly, even weekly, daily, and moment by moment. Over generations, our calling to care for the poor and being wholeness to people in co-mission with Christ can be forgotten or gradually degraded in our minds. Gathered worship assures that will not happen. We may care for the poor today, but if you want to have a reason to do it when we're 70, or you want our great-grandchildren to understand why they should care for the poor, then we had better embrace what happens when we gather to worship. To worship is to remember and to be empowered for mission in the process. These people moved by the force of the resurrection life in us have a singular hope that life everlasting will manifest in the present as we serve and will culminate in the future restoration of all things. Worship simply reminds us of our hope and gives us reason to get out of bed on Monday morning and live it again. Come on now. That's it, Shante. Living, he loved me. Dying, he said, come on, I can, I, can, I, can, I can hear myself singing that right there. One day. <laughs> one day, one day, one day. But that's what worship does. It reminds us of our hope. That's why worship is so important. That's why worship just can't be thrown together. That's why worship just can't be a, an afterthought. Or this is something five or ten minutes we do on Sunday. It has to be, as Zachary taught me a long time ago, it has to be a part of your daily lifestyle. Every day we should set aside some time for worship. Every day. We should not go days and days without worshiping. Days and days without letting God know how much we love him. Days and days. We should not go there. We should not go from Sunday morning. Ooh, I can't wait to next Sunday to worship. We should not do that. Tori gave me the scripture, 2 Peter 2. 2 Peter 2, 17 and 18. I'm going to grab it real quick. I'm trying to stay on time tonight. But 2 Peter 2, because I asked him to give it to me. 2 Peter 2, 17 
and 18. 2 Peter 2, 17 and 18. Let me grab it. King James says, uh, yeah, these are wells without water, clouds that are carried with the tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they are lured through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. Now you say, now I don't know what you just said. Let me get the message Bible real quick to help the people out. There's nothing to these people. They're dried up fountains, storm-scattered clouds, headed for a black hole in hell. They're loudmouths full of hot air, but still they're dangerous. Men and women who have recently escaped from a deviant life are most susceptible to their brand of seduction. They promise these newcomers freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. They are addicted to corruption, and they are. They are enslaved. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, Lord. Look at what Brother Toy wrote. I died at one word. Time you see it, you're going to die too. I died at one word. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. That blessed me. That blessed me. Let me get uh, uh, Sammy. Sammy in Tanzania. Bless you, Brother Sammy. Sammy in Tanzania. I think it's that Odio. Sammy Odio in Tanzania says, uh, go to Colossians 3. Oh, I was going to look it up, but he already gave me the whole thing. He says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. See that the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. That's good. Let me, I, I appreciate that, Sammy. That's a good word. Let me read what Brother Torrey said. Brother Torrey trying to get me in trouble. Brother Torrey says, uh, Dana, many of today's worship leaders in the church, uh, see, see. Uh, what are they leading people toward? I read. I'm just reading the comments. Huh? I'm reading. You cut me off. I'm gonna read again. Men today is worship leaders in the church. Ah, uh, see, see. What are they leading people toward as they switch and pucker their lips with the punctified pants? Oh God, punctified. That's a whole word he put in there. Punctified pants and psychedelic hair, proclaiming they ain't gay no more. Oh, you talking about my man? I'm about dude, I don't like men no more. Women, women, women. Talking about they love women's women, women, and the people love it because they can sing. Lord help us, but he can't sing though. That dude you talking about, he can't sing. But anyway, I hear what you're saying, brother Tori, and there's a lot of truth in that right there. Come on now, let's go. Number eight, number eight. We was almost done. See, I tried not to get sidetracked, but I had to get them scripture because they was needed. Number eight says, emphasize. Christological themes or Christological, Christological themes, Christological themes. The writer says this, Father Renero Cantalamesa, Cantalamesa, the personal teacher of Pope John Paul II. <laughs> Stop, y'all take it. I'm going to sing it too. I might sing it Sunday. I'm going to try. I'm just talking. Uh, <clears throat> walked into a small chapel, he says, where I and a few dozen other Christian leaders sat. He explained to us that in his interfaith gatherings with Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, and others, all was well as long as the conversations were phrased in the generic language of God. But he said, mention Jesus, and you get the entire room buzzing. The battle, he said, is around the king. In my estimation, Christ- Christology light and a generic theism have been slowly creeping into the church as we recover our connection with other human beings. This is so factful, 
so factful. This reconnection has been so necessary and has broken down walls of elitism, separating some vocal Christians from the lesser lights of their human family. But there is an inherent danger to that loving feeling. We can quickly lose a distinctive or lose a distinctive that from a biblical perspective is essential. In other words, yes, we must redefine the us-thems so, uh, so characteristic of Christian speech. The only us-them in Scripture is a covenant us-them, defining who has responded to God's covenant love and who has not. There is no discussion on the human level. We are all family. However, recovering our human connection and then at the same time welcoming a soft envision of the particularly, uh, particularly of Christ, Christology, <clears throat> in our faith does violence to the full Christian story. There is no secular world, yes, but that does not mean that everything we believe is the same as everyone else. The redemptive story still stands apart from the stories most of culture is telling right now. Next generation worship leaders have something to say about Jesus as Savior, as Lord, as Master, and God. Either Jesus is more than us or he is not. There is no in-between. The next worship leader will reinforce a loving and gracious Christology in the church and affirm the way of Jesus being the only pathway by which we can ultimately become fully human. They are saying this graciously in a way that is enigmatic and at the same time true. What is he saying? We got to stop moving around with this, uh, 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 let's everybody get along so we can grow together mentality. Watch this. I said what I said earlier about having friends with different beliefs, right? They can still be my friends. I cannot force them to come to my church. But here is the other side of it. If they do show up, I am not going to change my gospel. I'm not going to, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to change the gospel so that they don't feel offended. I'm not going to change the gospel or the word of God or preach it so that they feel comfortable. I can be gracious in my delivery. But falsehood is not an option. I think I said that clearly enough. Number nine. Number nine. I'm really laughing at Shante with the word tank. <laughs> she said, here's she say just a tank. <laughs> Woo, here's just a tank. Number nine says, <laughs> right, you must come in at the door. That's it. Number nine says, Clarify language related to heaven, hell, and the afterlife. Uh-oh. Clarify language related to heaven, hell, and the afterlife. Y'all ready? The writer says this. In keeping with the idea that worship leaders are narrators of the Jesus story in art and music, the next worship leaders will see it as important to emphasize where human beings are going after they die. They will wrestle with honesty and discernment with divergent ideas about heaven, hell, and the afterlife. They will seek to pass their people in a way that shows them how to live in the present in light of the afterlife to come. Current hot discussions will be necessary to them and seen as important dialogue not to be avoided. 
next generation worship leaders will move as confident models of the Christian's ability to affirm belief without dogmatically criminalizing that of others. See, that's, that, that's where the grace comes in. They will believe passionately. They will communicate hopefully and yet welcome diversity to the, to the degree that it does not impede the formation of a recognizable and viable Christian faith in the worshiper. Let me read that again. They will believe passionately, communicate hopefully, and yet welcome diversity to the degree that it does not impede the formation of a recognizable, viable Christian faith in a worshiper. They will lead worship in the midst of this tension and find the grace to create anchor points and mystery points in songs and expression of worship. Uh, Bratori says, Dana, extenuating the positive is cool, but if we don't repent and turn from our wicked ways, we going to bust Hell wide open. You know what I like about that statement, Brother Tori? I'm going to say this for my people, my Bible readers. Hell is the only place you never hear about heaven expanding. (laughs) You never hear about heaven expanding. Hell is constantly growing. I'm going to leave it right there. Do some research, people. That's that. That's your homework. Hell is always growing. <laughs> it's always growing, huh? They putting a new wing in every week. <laughs> hell get a new. Hell gets remodeled every week, huh? You ain't gotta believe me. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Uh, Shante says, grace, God's redemption and Christ, at Christ's expense. Absolutely. 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 All right. Here's the last part. Here's the last part. Here's the last part. Here's the last part. Number 10. Number 10 says, number 10 says, next generation. Uh, we're talking about 10 defining marks of next generation worship leaders. Affront cultural chaos with stunning creativity. Affront Cultural chaos with stunning creativity. Scripture says, hell opens its mouth without measure. Come on now. That's it right there, Brother Tori. Without measure. Got plenty of room. (laughs) Ain't no place for me. It's plenty of room. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. (laughs) What'd you say? Right, need a little room, little room, little room. <laughs> it's plenty of room, plenty of room. Ain't no air, but it's plenty of room. <laughs> Number 10 says, affront cultural chaos with stunning creativity. Here's the last part. Uh, last part. I'm going to get that scripture at the end, brother Tori. Affront cultural chaos with stunning creativity. For the ancient Jews, the waters of the irrepressible sea represented chaos, disorder, and impending doom. In the beginning... The scripture tells us God speaks his creative word to the waters of chaos and order comes into the creation as departed waters find their place. Come on now. Uh, Next generation worship leaders understand that while there is much beauty in the world, it remains broken, chaotic, 
and confusing place for the soul. With artisanal wisdom, they would draw on many traditions of historic worship leadership, mingle them with the intimate and energized encounter marking our current worship experience, and part chaotic waters of culture with creativity. These worship arts and crafts will clarify, set at ease, and bring much-needed perspective to the world they touch. They will open the gates on their creativity while remaining personally pure, relationally accountable, and spiritually valiant. And at the same time, they will recognize that many of the restraints placed on Christian artists and leaders are shadows lingering from weak theological and moralistic visions of Christian life. They'll reclaim Creative worship leadership, both serving the church's need for accessible worship, environments operating out of a vision of creativity that is wild, adventurous, and courageous by any standard. There it is. You got to be willing. Watch this. Your creativity matters. Let's not get caught up in cultural, traditional foolery. Let's not get caught up in so many traditions to the fact where God cannot operate or we leave no room for God to operate. My hang up with, 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 with things having to be in traditional way should not stop you, a next generation worshiper from worshiping. Your hang ups with things having to be done a certain way should still leave room for a next generation worshiper to come in with whatever his creative mindsets are, because our goal at the end of the day is to lift up the name of Jesus so the people can be drawn in. Preach Jesus, pray Jesus, teach Jesus, sing Jesus, praise Jesus, worship Jesus. It's real simple. It's real simple. It's real simple. The next generation worship leaders are ready to act. They are, they are creative calling seriously and understanding the vital role worship leaders play in the holistic spiritual formation of the next Christians. They will dip into the past for an artisanal wisdom, and as they create spaces for encounters with God and the reclaiming of hope, they will press through their own mental and traditional barriers to unleash their creativity in the service of God's expansive story. <clears throat> Bless you, brother uh, Audio. The next worship leaders are ready to play their part in the calling the church to living worship and in calling humanity to its original design. They are ready to be those who say, let's worship here. Let's worship now to every human being who will listen. And they will be equally comfortable stepping on the cultural stages as they're stepping onto the church stages, and they will create spaces for transcendent encounters in every form given to them. That's what I believe worship leaders should do. Every platform that you have, you, your goal ought to be able to create a space and place for worship. That's why I am real picky about people and songs. Let me be real clear. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go here and then we're getting out of here tonight. I'm going to get Brother Tory's uh, Bible verse too. But this is why I'm real picky about what's sung before I preach and who sings before I preach. You might say, well, I don't understand what you're saying. 
it's difficult from a preacher standpoint. This is difficult. It is difficult. Hey, Angela, it's difficult for a preacher. And you could say, well, if you're just going to preach the word, preach the word, it shouldn't matter. Whatever. That's you. You do it. Preach, I, pre- do what you need to do. But it is necessary that the people who go before me, who stand up before me, and are standing in the place of worship, and they're, they're about to give a, 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 a sermonic selection, as we call it in the church, to preach, to sing, to worship, whether you are doing it in a singing form, whether you're doing it in an instrumental form, or you're doing it in the form of dance. But it is so necessary that it be authentic. Because I want people that can sing and play and dance and whatever it is, the gift that they have, I want them to be so gifted that their gift creates a transcendent space, a space for transcendent encounters. And if you are a person who just gets up and just grabs the microphone just because it's there, or you just singing because I've been singing all my life, I had to fight. If you've just been singing, just to be singing, sing before somebody else preach, not before me. I'm gonna, I said what I said. Because I need you to be, I need you to be in, a, in such a head space. This is where I talk about mindful worship. I need you to be in a mindful space to say, God, what I'm about to sing, I want you to hear. I want you to feel it. And God, I want to sing it in such a way that you inhabit what I'm doing. Again, if my mindset, when I stand up on the stage, help me, Holy Ghost, if my mindset is, God, I'm grabbing this microphone and let every word, come on now, come on, I wish I, 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 wish I had a little help. Uh, 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 if, my, my, uh, 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 if, my, if my mindset is of worship, if my mindset of worship, is 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 a place where I can say I want God to show up. If I had a if I had a moment where where I I I believed what Psalm what David said I believe it's in Psalm eighteen nineteen somebody help me out what David said in Psalm eighteen and nineteen y'all know y'all know it where it says let the words of my mouth hey that's it thank you Holy Ghost where he let the words of, I know, I know this, I should know this by heart. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, that's it right there, be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, my strength and, 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 and what, my redeemer. That's it. Huh? If I believe that when I stand up, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, huh? Be acceptable. See, if I think that before I grab the microphone, if I think that before I sit on the instrument, if I think that before I stand up to dance, if I think that in my mind, then, then, I, then, then what I give is going to be different. Because now it's not a performance. Now it's not a performance. Because see, a performance ain't going to never be acceptable. Because that's not from the heart. Ah. 
but let the words of my mouth and the meditation be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Huh? That'll preach. That'll preach. Let us pray. Father God, we welcome you, God. No, God, we just say thank you. Lord God, we thank you. We're not asking you for nothing on tonight. We just want to say thank you, Lord. We say thank you. God, we thank you. Uh, just God for being who you are, Lord. We thank you. God, we thank you for this next generation of worship leaders that you are sending right now, God. We thank you. We thank you, God, for these authentic worship leaders, God. We thank you not for the ones that are here for shape, form, and fashion, but for this next generation of worshipers, God, who want to go higher in you. Yeah. Yeah. Who want to go higher in you, who want to be higher in you, who want to know more about you than just this surface, God. God, we thank you for worship leaders who, who don't just wait till Sunday to talk about you. We, we thank you for worship leaders who don't just sing about you on Sunday, but live, huh? They live you Monday through Saturday. We thank you. We thank you, God, for, for worship leaders who recognize the, the, the importance of their job. We thank you for worship leaders who know that it's never been about them. It's always been about you. God, before we leave this space, God, we thank you, God, for for all of those watchers and listeners and viewers, even right now, God, we thank you for them. God, we thank you because, because God, you, you, you see fit, God, to allow this to continue to go forward. God, we thank you. God, even now, we thank you, God, for, for those, God, who are going through, God. We thank you that you're, you're that, 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 watch this. God, I'm going to thank you for allowing them to go through. God, I thank you right now, God, for allowing me, God, to make it through another school year, God. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Ghost, God, we thank you that today was the last day. <laughs> the last day, God. We thank you for, what, six weeks? That's all we get. We thank you for six weeks off. But we said thank you. God, we thank you for what's coming. Yeah, I'm going to thank you in advance. Hallelujah. We thank you in advance, God, for what's coming. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for our new listeners, even right now. God, we thank you and we bless you. We bless your name right now, God, for the brother that's in Tanzania, Brother Sammy. Uh, oh, I forgot his last name already. But we thank you, God, for uh, brother, brother Sammy Odio, Odio, Odio. We thank you, God, for him. Bless his family right now in Tanzania. God, bless every watcher, every listener. God, I thank you in in advance for the word that I'm going to be allowed to preach on Sunday. God, I thank you in advance for the life-changing moments that will come. God, I'm praising you and thanking you in advance for for giving us a mindset, God, to create a space for for a transcendent encounter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We thank you in advance. God, we thank you now, and we bless your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, y'all, look. I got to go. Look, in the meantime, look here. I know it's hot. But look, if y'all ain't got nothing to do on Sunday morning, uh, y'all come hang out with your boy over here on Sunday. Uh, brother, bring you a church fan. We'll give you one. But <laughs> y'all come hang out over here on Sunday. I promise you we won't keep you long. Uh, but I get to preach this coming Sunday. Uh, it, is, it, it is, again, my turn to bring a word. 
I'm, and I'm thanking God in advance for, for it in advance. Uh, I, I, I want to deal with um, – it's, it's interesting because Tanya asked me, she said, how your sermon coming? And I said, it's coming. And she asked me again, she asked, I think it was last night or yesterday, how your sermon coming? I said, it's, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, and then I had some encounters at school, and I want to deal – uh, I want to deal with some folks that's going through. And I know it's graduation Sunday. We're going to be recognizing graduates. But you know what? Graduates can get something out of the message. Because I want to deal with some folks that are going through. And I want to make sure that they know that even though they are going through, that there's still, there's still something. There's still God. They can still be used by God. Even though all the rules say. Yeah, that's it. All the rules say. All the books say say that they can't be used by God. All the people say, I ain't going to preach they say it, I will, but all the people say that, that they can't be used. Uh, all the people say they can't be used. But I got a word. I got a word that says you can. I got a word that says you can. Thank you, Holy Ghost, in advance. Brother Sammy in Tanzania said, amen, brother. I welcome you to Tanzania for a Baptist church in our village here. <laughs> hey, bro, Odios. If I if I could get there, I, I might come. I know you gotta take a lot of shots before you go to Africa. About ten, eleven, you gotta take a whole bunch of shots, huh? About ten, yeah, bro. But I, I, that that sounds good, brother. Y'all gonna sit for me? <laughs> I need I need you to sit for me and the wife though, and security. I need my own security. <laughs> Y'all gonna sit for me? I, I I come down there. Look, I, I, in the, in the words of Ray Williams, if you're gonna let me preach Jesus, I'll preach anywhere. <laughs> if I can preach Jesus, I'll preach anywhere. Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Look, y'all, if you gotta drive to this special special city, you know the one, the one called Chicago or wherever you might be. Do me a favor, my good brothers and my sisters. Uh, keep your head, yeah yeah, on a swivel. Two T's, one L, one O. With your hands lifted up straight. 